0: Hello, good morning, it's really lovely to be here with you today. It's true, it's my first time in person here with you, but I think because I've seen you guys on Zoom and I've known about you and you've known about us for a long time, it doesn't feel like the first time, so thank you so much for welcoming us here. And it's also really lovely to be here, to be excited about sharing what God has been up to and seeing the person holistically is get what we get to do in Albania. But First, a few introductions. Uh, so, first slide, if possible, would be great. Thank you. So, this is us. This is our family. So, we've got four kids who aren't with, you t- uh, with us today. So, we've got uh Karis, who is the one in the red dress, who's 18, Isaac, who's the tall one in the black, and Amaya and Talia, and they are with grandparents, and some of them might turn up at the end of the service today with my brother, we'll see. So we have been working for BMS World Mission for pretty much all of our eldest daughter's life, and we've been in Albania for the last nine years. And next slide, please. And, Dan and I, well, who are we? Well, we are BMS workers and directors of Tekora which is an Albanian NGO which works with marginalised people groups, both in Tirana and in Durres. Now, Tekora just means at the bridge in Albanian, And as you can see in the little picture there, we're standing on a bridge. That's the bridge that's next to the center in Tirana. And really, it's about bringing people together in a place, particularly marginalized groups who may not otherwise come together. But what do we do? Well, the first point is we get to be a part of what God is doing in Albania. The second bit is that we get to see people holistically as God does. And because of you guys knowing and supporting us, you get to be a part of that too. And central to Tekora's vision is these five programme areas that intertwine together to bring about flourishing community where people aren't viewed as individual parts, but rather as people who are valued and loved by God. And next slide, please. And the mission of Techora, well, it's just to build up bridges between people, building them up in community with God at the centre. But I guess the next question was, well, what does that look like? What does that mean? And hopefully, if the right cable comes out and the right one goes in, we're going to watch a video that's going to say just a little bit about what's been going on in the last 18 months at Techora. So bear with us for just a moment. Our Shechem a place we choose to remember God's promises in many ways it's been a challenging 12 months a cost of living crisis which has hit the poorest the hardest a plummeting pound rising inflation but God hasn't left us and he does provide it is the Lord who has transformed thousands of lives last year alone in 2022 we saw fewer people begging fewer people living out of the bins, and more helped into employment. More refugees supported to settle in Tirana. More children from diverse backgrounds, building positive relationships through sport. Less older people and carers isolated, more participating in community. Four more baptisms, more added to the church in Tekora, worshiping and serving. More people working together to love their community. More people with profound learning difficulties getting out and active. More people from low-income families gaining skills attending school. More Albanian volunteers trained, physios, social workers and church workers had placements with us. Less girls involved in underage marriages instead having an education. More young people living life in community choosing to stay Fewer people paying for an illegal ticket to the UK. 300 people using our centre in one of the poorest parts of Tirana every week. And in August, a new centre, Tekora 2 Induras, where lives are already being impacted. This is our Shechem, and we will choose to remember how God has blessed us. And in 2023, Induras. We've continued listening to different groups and building a present and trust within the community, inviting people to dream, explore and trust one another, including workers from the factory next to the centre and their children. Now attending weekly groups, gathering to eat, talk and pray and hear Jesus' stories for the very first time. Easter celebrations that brought communities together daring to wonder and take small steps of faith in the promises of the cross. New partnerships that enabled us to run a five-day summer camp in Duras, where new relationships were formed and bridges built. Singing, dancing, serving, and feeling a part of God's family for the first time. Looking ahead, we're excited about what's next. We have a real desire at Tecora, and in our communities in Albania, to continue to serve the poorest and the most marginalised, those who often get forgotten or go unnoticed. There is a desire to build a future for young Albanians who would otherwise choose to leave illegally on the boats of British shores. And we look forward to sharing the journey with you and we will choose to give thanks to God for what he is doing. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea of some of the things that happen at Tirana Anduras and the community centers there. But sometimes when we see that kind of thing, it's great for the big picture, but we kind of miss some of the individual people who might be impacted by what's happening. So what I'm going to do is share a few stories and you might need to use your imagination a little bit. So employ it now. I'm Henri. I'm eight years old. I've noticed over the last few years that it's been getting harder and harder to walk, to climb up the stairs, to run in PE class. Sometimes I catch my mum crying as she looks at me, telling her it's her... And at home, when I'm meant to be sleeping, I've heard my dad shouting at my mum, telling her it's her fault that I'm going to be a cripple. And they use this fancy term called Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Didn't used to know what that was. About six months ago, my mum heard about this centre where they had people who knew what was wrong with me. We went along, Tech it's called. There were some people there called physiotherapists. I'd never met one before. However, I just saw these women who talked to me. They got me to do lots of movements, even recorded me walking. Then they sat down and talked with me and my mum about what's wrong with me. Although I've had tests and we'd seen a doctor, no one had ever bothered talking with me. I mean, I'm eight, I'm not stupid. It was hard to hear the reason why I find it hard to move and to hear that things will get worse. But at least I understand and I I don't think it's my fault anymore. I've been going to Tecora every week now and my mum often goes to speak to the other mums there. I really like it that she does that, as at home she's blamed for everything. I live in the apartment at the top of my house. My extended family have apartments below me, but they won't move, so my mum often has to carry me up the four flights of stairs when I'm tired. They say it's her fault that I'm disabled because she looked after me badly as a a baby. The physiotherapists at the centre have told my mum that's not true and she feels better knowing that. But it's still hard for her, and so having people to talk to at Tecora is so important for her. A few months ago, I fell over at home. I broke my leg, and I was in a plaster cast for three months. The physios came to visit me. They spoke to the school to make sure I got work to do. It even helped me to get a wheelchair to get to school when I was allowed. Now I'm back visiting the center as soon as I can to get a bit stronger. It's not easy, but I want to walk for as long as I'm able. I feel that the people in the centre care for me and that I have a future for however long I'm here. So at Tecora we have a physio clinic. I'm a physio by background, and we have a daily clinic for predominantly kids with disabilities who aren't able to access the services for free anywhere else. And it's been a joy to be a part of families like Henri's, to see them growing and starting to know that they are loved, and more importantly, that we can work with Albanian physiotherapists who are now employed at Tekora to be able to work with the people that are coming to the center. Okay, imagination again. Next slide, thank you. I'm Mira. I don't really know how I ended up here. I grew up in Kabul. I went to university trained as a dental technician. I love my job, I stayed out of politics as much as possible, just wanted to be able to work, enjoy being a young mum to my kids. My husband is great, he worked too and helped with the kids. But then it became more and more difficult to see how things were happening in Kabul and the changes politically. We saw how things were going and we escaped Afghanistan. We spent some time in Dubai, but knew we couldn't stay there. We traveled for so long, finally ending up in Albania, not by the route that many Afghans seem to have got here, but we arrived all the same. We were taken to this center, the National Refugee Center, and it's okay. We have food, safe place to stay, but it doesn't feel like we belong. Up the road from the National Refugee Center, there's Tekura. We started having language lessons with Eralda from the centre. Tekora means at the bridge in Albanian. You see, my Albanian's improving all the time. Now my three-year-old goes along to lots of the kids' groups there, and I sometimes just take her to the centre to play. We don't have any toys and at Tekora there are toys she can play with and people she can chat to. I'm starting to feel that Albania is a place I could actually stay, but I'm apprehensive. I want to go home but I don't even know where that is now. I'd love to be able to work in one of the many dental clinics I see here. I see them everywhere, but I don't have the right paperwork. Seems to take forever, but I hope that one day I could work again in a job that I love and see my kids growing in a safe place. Doesn't seem like much of an arse when you put it like that, does it? So at Tecora we have a partnership with the National Refugee Centre which is about five minutes from the centre in Tirana and it really just developed because the centre manager at the Refugee Centre came and said we've got lots and lots of people coming, we're changing from being a place that's going to hold people just a few days to being a place that's going to be having people for months, please can you help us and we said Yeah, perhaps we can actually. And so we've been providing Albanian language lessons, helping the kids from many of the refugee families to get integrated in school. And it's been just so wonderful to be able to support families like Mira. Okay, next one, please. I'm Lira. I've never felt I've belonged anywhere. I grew up in an orphanage. There were loads of kids like me there kids from Roma Heritage who our families couldn't take care of. Once I left there, I met someone, had children and then, well, life just spiralled out of control for a while. I wasn't well. Looking back, I realised that I needed help for my mental health problems, but it just meant that I lost my three girls to a place similar to where I grew up. In the last 15 years, things have been better. I moved in with my cousin and she cares for me. I have a job, I sell clothes in the villages locally and people are good to me. About three years ago, I heard about the Tecora Centre. My cousin had been sometimes. I thought I'd go in, see what, I was, they were, uh, what they were doing. I'm not really sure what drew me in really. I went thirsty to talk with Rogers. He said he's the social worker there. He was Roma, like me. It Made me feel that I might not be rejected straight away. If this centre had employed someone from my heritage, well, so that's what they think is important, maybe. But then Matilda, who worked there too, invited me to come to one of the church groups. I've always thought that God was real, just, just never thought he'd want to have anything to do with me. I've also never been to any other kind of church, just, just thought I wouldn't be welcome there. And in this group, I don't know why really, but I feel I can, be, I can belong. We talk about Jesus, and I can talk about how sad I am not to see my daughters, but I can also talk about what knowing Jesus means to me. I got baptised last year, Well, why wouldn't I? To share with others that I know finally I'm loved by Jesus and have a place that I belong, whatever has gone before. So our church in um, Albania, we have lots and lots of Lyrers, people who often have struggled to read and write, who haven't held down employment in any kind of way, who have never felt that they are loved and belonged before. But amazingly, God has brought this group together of people who are now worshipping and serving each other. And we feel incredibly blessed to be able to learn and be a part of that group there. Next one, please. You might need to employ your imagination again. I'm Isla and I'm 12. I love my family but oh, it is hard. My dad has gone to work in Italy. Well, That's what my mum says but we haven't seen him for years now. I've got three younger brothers and my mum has to work as hard as she can at the factory. She's often tired and it's always really noisy at home. I have to do lots of jobs at home Helping the boys get up and out to school and preschool in the morning as mum's already left for work, then making sure they have some breakfast if there's any food in the house. Then I have to get myself to school. In the last year, I've been starting to fall behind with my work. It's hard to focus and find time for homework when I'm at home as I see all the things that need to be done. And if my brothers are at home, it's so noisy and there's nowhere to work. On the way to take my brother to preschool, I walked past this place when they were putting up a sign in Dures. Tech it said, I thought, well, that's a bit weird as there's no bridge around here. I asked the lady and she said it was a new centre helping to build community in the local area. Then when I went to school, one of my teachers gave me a flyer with info about the centre too. It said about Homework Club, safe place to learn. I asked my mum, And she said it could be a great place for me to work without my brothers constantly bothering me in the afternoon. So I went along. Teacher Ilsa is amazing. She always has time for me and helps me focus on what I need to do. Just a few hours there and I can get my homework done. And then I feel I can still help my brothers in the morning. My brothers have started to come along to Tecora to some of the other groups, too they love coming but more importantly it's separate from me so that's great too. So at Decora we have a number of education projects both in Tirana and Durez, which essentially are enabling kids to stay connected with school. We're not a school, we're wanting to make sure some of these kids, many from Roma backgrounds, don't drop out of school, which is so common. And the reason that they're dropping out often is because of many other family pressures, and so it's been a joy to see many of these kids stay engaged and wanting to be involved. Okay, next one please. I'm Lindita. I'm 32 and I live in Dures. I've been working at the factory for the last five years. I've got three kids, six, four and seven months. My husband went to Italy for work. Well, that's what he said. I never believed he wouldn't come back, but he's been gone for a year now, and I guess I'm starting to recognize that maybe that's the case. I thought he'd contact me, send money when he got sorted with work, but that just isn't happening. I'm genuinely thankful for my job. If not, I'd have no money coming in. I get a regular wage, works out about 300 euros a month. It's not bad, but the hours are long and I'm away from my kids for such a long time. 300 euros doesn't go far on your own now though. My rent's 100 a month. It's amazing as prices have gone up loads, but it's because I don't have a proper contract. And that stops me from being registered for other things I might be entitled to. But I can't pay more for rent, so I'm stuck. Then childcare is another 100 euros. Leaves me about 100 euros for bills, food, clothes, everything else. Just can't manage. There's a new centre across the road from the factory. My older child goes there for some clubs and, and loves it. I went to talk to their social worker recently. She's speaking to lots of mums like me, apparently. Or I liked how she said it. She says she's listening to me. It's a long time since I've felt listened to. I told her my story and she's starting to help me think through how I can get registered at my address so I've got some chance of getting support because I'm on my own. She says she thinks it might be possible, says she's done it before. She's also encouraging me for, to apply for some jobs at work that have a higher wage. I've never felt confident to do it before, but talking with her has made me think that maybe I could do it. She's starting a group after work for people like me to be able to talk and pray together. I think I'd like to go. Never thought that God would want to have anything to do with people like me but maybe he does. So viewing people holistically is one of the most important things because it means we don't see people as issues that need to be solved rather as people to bring into community as God intended. And that's really all we're trying to achieve at Tekora over the last number of years, and as we look forward to what God has in store, we're excited about seeing more people flourishing in community as God intended. Thank you.:
1: Two short readings this morning. The first is from Luke chapter 12 and beginning at verse 35. "Be dressed ready for service, and keep your lamps burning." Like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. And then Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 14. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body, to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. Amen.
2: hello from me, it's great to be here this morning, it's great also to be able to extend a greeting from a church in Albania, one that you've been praying for and supporting over these last few years, it wouldn't perhaps be existence if it wasn't for you partnering with us and so yeah it's a real privilege to be here and um, on a sunny day as well. It's been raining most of the time we've been here. It's sunny in London, so it's more tropical. It's great to hear too those, those verses. Thanks for the reading. We heard from the Gospel reading, Jesus telling his friends to be ready to meet him when he comes. It says in the reading, be dressed for work, Jesus says, be dressed for service. It's a part of our mission as people to want to follow and be friends of Jesus is to be willing and ready to serve at every moment, isn't it? And we just when Jesus tells us that he tells us that in every moment of our Christian life, there is someone near us who we can serve, someone who we can help. And when we turn to them, ready for work and dressed for service, we're actually serving him. That's quite amazing, isn't it? This is part of our mission part of what it means to follow Jesus, it's part of your mission, it's the heart of what it means to be a disciple, as friends and followers, partaking in Jesus mission, not ours, not BMS or tech or us, but Jesus mission, being ready every moment for service and ready to see in the people around us, the very people around us, the face of Jesus himself. Jesus tells them more than once that so when we accept this mission to serve one another, we serve him. So day by day we look around and we see where Jesus is. Of course Jesus does not show his face like he did those 2,000 years ago to his friends, but Jesus does show his face. He shows his face when we see someone who's in pain someone needs compassion he shows his face there and he says to to them this do to them what you would do to me serve me as you serve them so I wonder what would our mission look like here what can we do for Jesus when we meet him and see him in the face of those around us? Or perhaps this is an ample time to just just have a little look to see the people around you now. Have a look down the pew and say, who's there? Um, Who is it that needs your love and compassion this morning? Who is it that needs to know perhaps that you respect them and value them? Who is in pain this morning and needs to know that you will be attentive to their needs, you care? For us in Albania, it began I suppose with people on the edges of our community. People who were forgotten and they kind of become invisible like I guess sometimes when we look at the people coming off the tube we stop seeing some of the poverty don't we see so much of it. In Albania it was people living on rubbish dumps, living on the streets, living out of the the trash cans. People lost hope for a future in Albania and wanted to risk one of those illegal boats. Our prime minister sometimes talks about. Quite recently, there was this lady, her name is we'll call her Arena. It's not her real name. She had five children and several months ago, she took her five children and her husband as well. who collects rubbish on the streets They had enough of life. Life was really tough for them. And they took one of the regular buses that go to the German border. They just wanted something different. They wanted something where they felt valued and part of a community. But a few months later, they failed their asylum claim and came back broken, having huge debts because they've had to sell the few things they had and borrow lots of other money from people in the community. Some of those quite unscrupulous people. And they were left scared. And so they came to our centre and our centre is actually full of people who've been in similar, similar kinds of situations. We're able to provide someone who could support them with their debts, walk alongside them, help them restructure things. But most of all, Be friends and gather around them in community of people, a community that cared and understood, giving them a way back in. In our reading from Ephesians, we're reminded that Jesus, of what Jesus has already done for all of us. There Paul tells us how Jesus has already served us. And how do we want to serve him? How can we serve? Well, we can serve, can't we, in the same way that Jesus serves? So how does Jesus serve? Well, Paul tells us he does this by breaking down the walls that divide us from becoming one people and making us one people out of many people. The greatest, arguably the greatest service that Jesus himself gives to us is to bring us together, to give us that love and strength to overcome the quarrelling and the rivalry to make us one people out of many. That's what I think God wants his people, us to do. That's what the the church at its best has tried to do through the ages, isn't it? We first started Tekora in Tirana. We were trying to make new relationships with strangers, trying to build bridges and bring more people into this oneness that God wants us to be. And as Annie mentioned, tekor literally means at the bridge, trying to build this bridge between different groups of people. And that doesn't mean though, does it? We try to be one together, but we lose our uniqueness and we're all the same. One of the joys of being part of an Albanian church plant that didn't exist a few years ago, is that now it's led by an Albanian pastor. It was me at the beginning, and now I'm a young Albanian um, Roma background pastor and the other Albanian leaders. And with it, that gives a better reflection of the community around us, the language and the diversity and abilities. And it wasn't always that way. If you visited um, our church and we gathered a bit like this, you would no doubt be greeted too with a few things that were different. There's quite a lot of dancing. I was quite shocked when I first went to Albania and realised that everyone kind of likes a bit of dancing. Every different region has their own dance. And so at the end of a big gathering, this music goes on and people start dancing. And an Englishman that was over a few months ago, and he said, um, he remarked to me, I have been observed this. He said, oh, I was quite worried what he was going to say, actually. He said, when I'm greeting Albania, I think, oh, thank God. And I was paused and I was thinking, oh, what's he going to say? This church feels well, it feels Albanian and it's nothing like I'm used to. And I suppose our p- community is as proudly kept what makes us us. And yet there's a growing appreciation that the community is also one people too with you with British Baptists. It's both kind of a local community. But also our family is a global one too. And by the will of God. The act of Christ. We are this one family, aren't we? Perhaps get an amen for that. You know, long may that continue. And this is how Jesus serves us in it by bringing us together It's part of his reconciling mission. He takes away what divides us from one another. And he makes us not afraid of strangers and of people who are different. Because he says this, by the strength of my love and the power of my spirit. I can make you one family, even with those people you don't know, even with those people that you don't like, I can make you one family. So when we try to serve in the way that Jesus says, we are indeed stripped for action, dressed for service. Then we think a part of our service will be trying to make one people into one family, all these people into one family. We look not only for the people that are in sorrow and pain and in difficulty around us, we look for those who are divided for one another, those who are foreign, those who are fearful and suspicious of one another and we say this, we say the service we want to bring to you is to help you to be together, to help you to be friends again, to help you to be one family. I think Annie kind of alluded to, or that's what to alluded to, pretty, pretty open about the fact that our mission and service has been holistic to care for the entire person, offering spiritual guidance, emotional support sure but also practical assistance and we started with a community that was incredibly divided who wouldn't even share a room together, you could just imagine coming into a room like this and people of one color skin will sit on one side of the room and the others on the other or perhaps people with disability on one side of the room and those with you know other abilities on the other side and it involved getting those groups together building a presence and a trust within the community inviting people to dream and explore and talk and pray together and we commit ourselves to building real connections and developing inclusive groups and gatherings with community reconciliation at their heart. Places to belong before you believe. I guess I know enough about your church to know that's also at the heart of what you do. I can see the peace flag here behind me. And I know the other groups that are involved in this church. Reconciliation is at the heart of Jesus's mission. And in the past we had this great privilege recently to start a new centre in Dures, a second one, a new rehab clinic with more services and training Albanian social workers and physiotherapists. But the heart of Tekora and in our communities in Albania is a heart to serve but mostly to the poorest and the most marginalized, those who often get forgotten or unnoticed, desire to bring young Albanians into community who'd otherwise choose To leave because they just feel there just simply isn't any hope any chance of a future and perhaps the only escape is to come into places like here not this church particularly but to UK our team are incredible and he mentioned those 10 Albanians that are bucking the trend who are choosing to love their communities choosing to invest in their places where they are and together, we're saying to the society where we are involved, we're saying this. We want to make you one family. We don't want you to be forgotten or shut out just because you have a disability or because you are poor. We want to bring you into the family. We don't want you to be shut out and forgotten because you have no education. We'll teach you, we'll teach you to be a fully grown member of this society and this nation. I was thinking about some of the people. I'm going to list them. I'll read them out to you. Some of the people that we are touching at the moment it includes the pe- these women in the factory just opposite us. As we open the centre in Durrës, there's 500 women who live in quite difficult conditions, working about 54 hours a, uh, a week, making, I guess, something that's akin to a two quid teacher from Primark that we buy here. Teenage girls enticed into underage sham marriages, child carers looking after their preschool siblings, eight year olds looking after three year olds, returning migrants, returning from England, facing debts like arena with a sense of failure. Afghan and Ukrainian refugees that one Annie mentioned earlier, who are making Albania their home for the first time. Young boys in Tirana offered a future, but a future that involves gangs and crime. Worn out and disabled, people, carers with, of people with disabilities, with no connection to their wider community, isolated in villages. Those who rarely win or feel that they've lost. Those that people forgotten or feel worthless. The Albanians in our community that feel that there is no hope. For these people, many others, Tekora seems to be a church serving and seeking to bring people into true family. And it's often an amazing blessing, but I think it probably goes without saying too, just for you also in your community, that it's really, really tough. And wherever we are, as the church, as Christ gathers body, but we are divided and quarrelling we're not really doing that work of the church. We're no, we're no foreign to these things as well. A church that is quarrying is a church that cannot serve like Jesus serves or wants us to serve. But when the church is bringing peace, bringing people into this one family, the church is truly acting like Jesus. we have broken down the walls that divide us. We've made one family of all of us. So that's the one thing I want us to remember today. We're called to a mission that involves service. And each of us should always be ready to serve, to serve as one. And when we serve, we serve in the way that Jesus serves us. Breaking down difference, bringing people into the family of love in our own neighborhoods, in our cities and our villages, in our nations, in the whole world we Christians are here to bring that unique mission and that service to a country and to our world but there's also one other thing that I like us to remember in all of this and the thing that we remember every time we gather around I'm confronted by a table here every time we are brought to the Lord's table and we remember those words that Jesus speaks in that gospel reading and he says this if you, my friends, my followers, if you are ready for me, then when I come, you will sit down with me and I will serve you a meal. I will bring you your food to the table. I will kneel down in front of you and I will give you food and drink. This is a wonderful picture, isn't it? This is a course from John's Gospel. When Jesus down, kneels down to wash the feet of his friends. When we come here to his table, we see Jesus, our Lord, our Master, the one that threw the stars into space, Almighty God, Jesus, in whose hands are all things. We see him setting the table, his table for us, for you, bringing you food and drink. Jesus sets out at the altar the bread and the wine in which his life lives. And he gives it to us because he knows that only when we eat at his table and drink his body, drink his life, his body of love, we have the strength day by day, week by week to go on serving in the way that not that we want to serve, not that we might want to do that, but the way that Jesus wants us to serve and we can join him. We have the strength to join him in his mission. When we take that bread and the wine of communion, we must think of Jesus kneeling down before us, holding up the food and drink to us and saying to this, saying to us this, eat and drink and this will give you the strength to be like me. In Albania, an incredibly divided community, the Lord's table has been deeply important to us. It's a table where all are accepted, where Jesus doesn't distinguish between Roma and non-Roma, People that have and haven't got, where the usual barriers we see in the society around us, regardless of whether it's here in London or in Tirana, they simply don't apply at the table anymore. It's been a radical sign of inclusion for us, and I hope for you too. A place that tears down the walls and truly builds bridges. Ourselves meet around tables, our lives are shaped around the table, or at least that's where we want to be. And we believe they must keep coming and sharing the Lord's Supper so that Jesus can give us that strength, that food. We keep coming to the table with fellowship and love and that so we're more able to go out and keep on bringing peace into the world, bringing people into that one family, the body of Christ, the fellowship, the friendship of all believing people in Albania and Britain With many, many people in Europe and across the globe. Sharing the same strength, the same food, bread and wine, all of you in mission, serving in the name of Jesus Christ, bringing peace, bringing hope, bringing people into this oneness. So friends, brothers and sisters, thank you again for having us today as part of this family, this wider family. Thank you for the family and the family of God that has come to life. Yeah, it's great to hear your stories of what God is doing in this community from Simon and for others. Thank you for two for being a part of this great witness of God who makes peace, the God who makes us one family. May God give you and me and all the brothers and sisters throughout the world, the strength to go on seeking the life that's only available in Jesus and his one family, a peace of one other, glad to see. Each other, glad, grateful for one another, different from one another, but yet all receiving one food and drink from our Lord Jesus Christ.
3: Amen. Let's pray. Loving God, together as a church here in central London, we unite to bring our prayers to you. As some of us are enjoying the re- relaxation of summer holidays, In other parts of our world, people are facing the destruction of wildfires, the horror of war, or the instability of governing regimes or unscrupulous rulers. We pray that peace might come to Niger, Myanmar, South Sudan, Ukraine, Syria and Yemen. We pray for those risking their lives in small boats or in other ways enter our country in the hope of a better life and trust that they will be treated with respect. We pray for the work of Dan and Annie and trust that their love and care for those they encounter will result in life-changing commitment to you. We pray for those here in our own city who are destitute And those too who are anxious about mortgages or the price of food and fuel we are conscious of those in our own church family who are mourning and those who are worried about illness or an uncertain future and now in a moment of silent prayer we bring before you the people we are especially concerned about Thank you that we can cast all our worries on you, Lord, and that you care about us. Help us to be available and sensitive to you so that your will may be done on earth. Amen.
2: So go into God's world with love, hope, joy and faith in your hearts. And may the blessing of almighty God, creator, redeemer and sustainer be with you all today and for evermore.
0: Amen.